It's good to be in the house of God this morning. I have been greatly blessed with what we heard already this morning. And uh, it's good to be a Christian. Are you happy to be a Christian this morning? (laughs) Amen. Well, we are, uh, yeah. Greetings to all you visitors. Good to have you here. God bless you, brother, for being in our midst and uh, different ones here that, yeah, good to have uh, visitors and some regular visitors. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Okay, yeah, well, like I, I <clears throat> let's see here. <clears throat> Appreciated what we heard so far. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, thank you, David, for that opening. And uh, the children's lesson there, I had to think of the, uh, I don't know if you caught it or not, but wasn't there a vessel that was broken? Was it a vessel that was broken? And what happened? The light shone out, shined out, shone out. <clears throat> well, we heard in the opening about brokenness. And that's exact, exact, exactly what needs to happen in our lives. If we're not broken, Jesus You know, we're a child of God. Jesus lives inside of us. But too many times that light is hindered because of our unbrokenness. May we allow God to smite that vessel (laughs) where we're broken to where that life can come out. And the other interesting thing I thought, Delvin, was there that it just confounded the enemy. I mean, they started, what was it? Destroying themselves. That's powerful. May God help us. May God help us. I don't know, just the whole aspect of humility is very... Uh, <clears throat> we sang that song this morning and it says there, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He shall lift you up. Did you know that that's the best place to be is to be humble, to be broken? <clears throat> you know, if you're, if you're at the bottom, you can't go any lower, can you? <clears throat> if the enemy's shooting at you, you're sitting pretty high Why? Yeah, you have pretty far to fall. But if you're down and you're broken and humble, the enemy can't, you can't go any lower. And I'm not sure if I can get my thought across, but there's something to that that I believe is very important for us to get a hold of. It's when we are fighting, when we are resisting, when we are uh, protecting ourselves or whatever, that we end up, the enemy has his heyday on us. But when we just say, I die to all that, I am, I, am, I am crucified with Christ, Lord Jesus, I look to you. And the enemy has no more, no more to work at us. Anyways, my uh, message this morning is, is out of Matthew chapter 11. And I'd like for us to turn to Matthew chapter 11, starting reading at verse 28, 29, and 30. <clears throat> I'm going to see if I can write on the board here. Let's see if this one does better. Uh, 
I didn't spell that right. Can we see that from the back? Vernon, what does it say? Come, take, learn. Okay, now let's read this passage here in Matthew. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Praise God for His Word. Let's bow for a word of prayer yet before we go into the message. Heavenly Father, we come to You again, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank You, God, for this day. Thank You, Lord, for all the things that we heard already. Oh, God, I pray, help us to walk uh, the highway of holiness, Lord. It's the only way, God. Oh, Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. We worship you this morning. We thank you for your word, God, that you have not left us. Lord, you have, we have your word, Father, that you, you, you want to teach us many things, God. And I pray, Lord, that we will learn of you this morning some more. Oh, God, all these different things that were heard about humility and brokenness. God, I pray, oh, Father, just help us to have hearts that are open to receive of you, God. That we can truly walk the life of holiness, Lord. And that we're not so many times in the ditches, God. But, oh, Father, that we can walk the straight and narrow way. Oh, Lord, I pray, help us, God, we need you, Father. And I just pray that you would bless this word, Lord, again this morning. As we look into it, God, this, this uh, uh, familiar passage of Scripture, Lord, we probably read it and heard it many times. But I pray, O oh God, somehow, Lord, that it would do something for us as, uh, in our individual lives uh, as Christians. O oh God, I pray this morning, Father. Bless every heart that is here, Lord. God, I pray from the youngest to the oldest. O oh God, may we receive of You. And Lord, we do pray against the enemy, Lord, that wants to bring distractions and all these things, God, that want to hinder us from truly hearing Your Word and hearing Your heart. I pray, Lord, God, that, you would, that the enemy would be defeated this morning in Jesus' name. And God, I pray, help us, Lord, to hear Your voice, Father, speaking to us this morning. We thank You and we praise You. I pray and I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> So the first word that we have here is come. Come. Come unto me. Is Jesus saying to us even all here this morning, He says, come unto me. What endearing words. Come unto me. And he's saying it here to all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He's telling those who are laboring and are heavy laden to come unto him. 
But I believe he's also telling us all to come unto him this morning. Come unto me, Jesus says. He says in verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Jesus is saying to all of us here this morning, come unto me. Come unto me. He is the shepherd. He is the shepherd of the sheep. He is the good shepherd who loves his sheep. He cares for his sheep. And if you're here this morning and you're a a struggling sheep, if you will, a lamb, a little lamb, Jesus says, come unto me. Come unto me. I don't know about you, but I like those words. Jesus was also said, suffer the little children to come unto me. Suffer the little children to come unto me. Jesus is saying to all of us, I believe this morning, come unto me. Are you laboring and are you heavy laden this morning? And this, I believe, of course, is talking about somebody who is not a child of God, somebody who is under the burden of guilt and sin. They know they're not right with God. But yet they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. But they are laboring and they're under a heavy burden. And you, we can think of, of Christian in, uh, in uh, uh, what's the name of that book? Pilgrim's Progress. He had a heavy load on his back. Jesus says, if you're here this morning and you are at that place where you're, labor, you're laboring and are heavy laden because you're under the, the burden and the guilt of sin and you don't know how to get out of it. You want to serve yourself. You want to serve uh, the world or whatever is out there, what you can get out of it. But I tell you, there's a better place to come to. There's a better place. And it's to come to Jesus. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. The devil is a hard taskmaster. He is altogether different from the good shepherd. The shepherd goes before his sheep. He doesn't drive the sheep. He doesn't drive the sheep and and hammer them and so forth. But the good shepherd goes before his sheep. And the sheep know the voice of the shepherd and they follow him. Jesus says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I don't know if there's anyone here today or not. There probably is. That are here. That, are, that find themselves in this very place. Under the burden of sin. Maybe you don't understand what all is going on. 
but somehow you know that something is not right within your soul. Your, your soul is not at rest. And Jesus says, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. The way of the transgressor is hard. It's hard. Sometimes we Christians say that, you know, the Christian life is not easy. But I tell you what, like Jesus says here, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, it's not easy on the flesh, but to have a heart, to have a soul that is light like a feather that's just floating. I'd much rather have that than to have a heavy heart and have all, and just think about it, brothers and sisters. These, these people that think somehow that the enemy or loving the world and, 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 and following after their own ways, that somehow that's going to give a better life. We all know the answer. We see, we have seen some of the ruin and the wreck and the, and the damage and the... Uh, <clears throat> and you probably heard this already. I probably said this. I'm not sure uh, how long ago I said this, but I, I've said this already where you have this billboard, you know, you drive down the highway, and I'm not sure if I've seen one lately, but I've seen one years ago, where you have this thing of uh, uh, the, the, these three, four, five people, and they look all happy, and they got bush beer, and they're going up to the mountains to have a grand old time. They're going to live it up. The, uh, Satan is painting a beautiful, and so-called beautiful picture, and it, and it just... Uh, draws those in who live uh, a, a selfish life. They're just drawn to that. That's what I want. I, I want to have fun. <clears throat> but you know, behind that billboard are broken marriages. <clears throat> and on and on down the line we can go. Lives that are, that are, that are <clears throat> a young person going down the highway at a high rate of speed and ending up in a, in a <clears throat> wrapped up in a pole, telephone pole. <clears throat> That's what's on the other side of that. And Jesus says to those, if there's anyone here this morning who is laboring and who's heavy laden, Jesus is saying, and He's inviting you, and He's saying, come unto Me and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. I will give you rest. There is no one else. There is nothing else that can give rest to the soul but to know that my sins are forgiven and that the blood of Jesus has cleansed me and I am, and I am right standing before a holy God. <clears throat> David. <clears throat> <clears throat> Jesus says, come unto me. Beautiful words. Wonderful words. Of life. Do you know where you're at with God this morning? Do you know where you stand with God? Well, it's not, it's not a fearful thing to come to God. But I tell you what, if the enemy is your taskmaster, if the enemy is your God, or this, yeah, he is a, he is a hard taskmaster. And I, I, I would say this morning, uh, flee from the wrath to come. Flee. Run as fast as you can 
to the Lord Jesus, the good shepherd, who wants to pour in the wine and the oil, and He wants to heal you. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. Come, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So we have this one word here. We have come. Beautiful word. Beautiful word this morning. Come. Didn't Jesus say to Peter when he was in the boat, he said, come. And he walked on the water. You know, it might look a little trembling at first. It might look fearful through the natural eye. But I what rather be in the bosom of Jesus than in the bosom of the, of the devil or the world? <clears throat> Well, the next verse here we have, he says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Take my yoke upon you. I believe the first part there, he's talking about the one like I, like I, like I laid it out here. <clears throat> he's talking about a soul that is under the guilt and the burden of sin. And Jesus has come to set us free. So now, this person is saved. He, he finds forgiveness of sin. He finds the burden roll off his back. And now he's a child of God and he's walking with God. And then we have Jesus say this, Take my yoke upon you. So here I believe he's talking to us as Christians. Take my yoke upon you. <clears throat> So we have this word, take. And again, I want to remember this word, come. Jesus says, come for salvation. But He also says, come and take My yoke upon you. Take My yoke upon you. Have you taken the yoke of Jesus? Have you taken His yoke? And I didn't know that I wanted to do this this morning lest we, lest we end up in who knows where or lest I have you thinking and uh, then I have to uh, get you thinking on a certain track and then I have to try to bring you back and have you all confused or, or uh, uh, yeah. And, and then the point that I want to make will be missed. So don't get too carried away. But this thing is kind of interesting to me. It says, take my yoke upon you. What is Jesus saying? Take my yoke. I think, right away I think of a yoke of, of where there's two. It's a, a yoke of oxen. You have one, you have, uh, you have two. And I used to, uh, I used to, uh, dad got me a couple times to plow with, with horses. We had two mules and we had a horse. And we put those, uh, it, we harnessed them up and then in the, the, behind them there was what we called a jockey stick. And in that sense, I think uh, it, it was a newer, would you say, a newer invention, I don't know, than what the, the uh, yoke was. But in a sense, those horses were still together because they were tied together in the back. <clears throat> So they worked together as a team of horses. And I had the privilege, and I thank my dad, 
who is not here anymore, but that He got me up out of bed and said, today I'm going to have you go out and I'm going to show you how to plow this field with one bottom plow, or with, with a walk behind plow. And I had that opportunity. I had that privilege to walk behind the plow and make a furrow down through the field. Day after day. It wasn't very fasting. It would have been peanuts beside Daryl Beach's big plow. <laughs> or whoever. But you, I guess you don't even use a plow anymore, so I'm not sure how that, how that works. But anyways. <clears throat> but you know what? We got the field plow. We got the field plow. So Jesus says here, take my yoke upon you. So going back to what I was saying earlier, I got a picture of the, yes, the two, the, the yoke, the two, you, uh, the yoke of oxen where you have this, this yoke. I don't know if I'm a good artist or not. Well, I know I'm not, but uh, is it something like this? You have this oxen in here and oxen in there. So you have a, a yoke of oxen. But I uh, said something to Susan this morning about uh, this where it says, take my yoke upon you. And I got a, a, a thought that, well, is he talking about this type of thing or is he talking about a single yoke? Take Jesus' yoke. I don't know if it really matters, even though I... Yeah, as far as the application. But anyways, it says here, take my yoke upon you. Jesus is saying here this morning, I believe, come and take my yoke. Take my yoke. And we could look at some other things this morning. Who am I yoked with? Am I yoked with this thing or that thing? Or am I yoked with uh, unequally yoked? It says there in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, unequally yoked with unbelievers. We know uh, light doesn't uh, mesh with darkness and how how it says it there. Maybe I should just turn to it. Uh, it's in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse uh, fourteen. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Beulah, or what part hath he that believeth with, with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Praise God. <clears throat> so, are we yoked with Jesus, or are we yoked with other things? We can't, we can't be yoked with both. Either it's Jesus or either it's the world. <clears throat> Which one? John says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. We cannot serve two 
We cannot have two masters. Am I yoked with Jesus? Or am I yoked with something else, someone else? So he says here, take my yoke upon you. That is something that we have to do. He forgives us, in verse 20, He forgives us of our sin when we truly come to Him in repentance. Verse 29, He tells us to, 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 to take, uh, take my yoke, which would be Christ's yoke. We need to take it upon ourselves. It, it, like Satan forces things on us, but Jesus, He doesn't force, the Good Shepherd doesn't force things on us. He, he invites us to come. He says, come. I have this yoke. Take my yoke upon you. Take it. It's something that we have to take. We have to receive. We have to put it on. Early this morning, I was thinking of, uh, of the, the mule and the team of horses that I used to plow with. And we didn't use the, uh, the, the yoke, but we used the, uh, but still they had a uh, collar around their neck. How many of you know that there was a collar around the neck of the horse? And I would have even had that when driving a horse and buggy, I think, if I remember right. Is that right, Lee? You have this collar around the horse, and then, there is a, then there's this uh, 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 thing that you strap on there, and from there the chains go back, and, and away you pull. So all the weight is, is on, yeah, where they're pulling from, the, from this part of their the neck, their shoulder. <clears throat> So I was thinking of my Amish neighbor. I was thinking, well, maybe I should go and, and get one of those and bring them along and, and put them on myself. Do you want to be yoked with Jesus? Do you want to receive his yoke? Well, he says in verse 30, he says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. But now let's look at the third. So we have come, we have take, and now we want to learn. Look at the, word, the, verse, or the, the, the letter learn there in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. So how does this work? So I take the yoke of Jesus upon myself and then he says, I, I need to learn of him. So I guess I could illustrate like, so you have these, these uh, let's say just the two mules. Dad, he, uh, no, for plowing we used three, but for different things we would have used the two mules. And so think of, of two oxen. And so Jesus is on the one side and we're on the other side. And, and Jesus says, over here, so I'm here, and Jesus is here, and Jesus says, learn of me. While we're plowing this field, learn of me. So sometimes our focus is on how much land will get plowed, how much ground will turn over. But Jesus says here, take my yoke, learn of me. Watch me. And something will happen. Something will happen. 
Oh, but we are, we are plowing so-called... Eh, I probably shouldn't even say this. It probably doesn't even work out this way. But, so we're, we're, we're yoked with Jesus, yeah, but we're looking around and seeing everything else. You know? <clears throat> but Jesus says, look unto me. <clears throat> or learn of me. Learn of me. What, what are we to learn of? What are we to learn? Come, Jesus says, come, take and learn of me. What a beautiful call this morning from the Lord Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. That's what we're to learn. We're to learn of Jesus, who is meek and lowly in heart. And the result is what? A big, a, a, a plowed field? Rest. Rest. <clears throat> Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. So I, I, I have looked at this, uh, I don't know when it was that this thing hit me that you know, it's almost like there's two types of rest talking about here. The first, verse 28, is talking about the rest from our sins forgiven. The next uh, one is talking about rest in, 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 in uh, if you will, uh, uh, labor or working for the Lord Jesus or uh, living the Christian life. Have we learned of Jesus? As we are yoked with Him, and as we watch Him, as we see Him, you know, there's, uh, just having uh, with the whole aspect of working with a team of horses, you know, there's, I know the one, we ha- I had, like I said, there was two mules and a horse. And, and uh, the horse was a little different than the two mules. And it was like, you know, they were in, in and, and just all, I'm here to work. <clears throat> And I think they had to learn, some of them had to learn how to work together as a team. And uh, anyways, so I like to look at this thing a little bit, uh, get to the meat of the message here, if you will. Jesus tells us to come to take his yoke and tells us to learn of him. And, we, and what he tells us to learn, in this, in this here he says, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Are we in need of that? Are we in need of that, brothers and sisters? To learn of Jesus, who is meek and lowly in heart. You want victory in your Christian life. I... <clears throat> To me, I, I, I feel like I can only scratch the surface. But I, I want to give you this encouragement to, to ponder and to, and, to, and to meditate on what is Jesus saying here? What is in this for me? <clears throat> Too many times we read our Bibles and we, we're like the horse who's ready to get some work done. But oh, that steady horse that just plods along. May we be more like that. Jesus is meek and lowly in heart. 
And that will bring rest to our souls when we learn of Him. When we also become meek and lowly in heart. I appreciated the different scriptures that David brought read this morning on humility. Brothers and sisters, we need, uh, if we want if we want to truly have soul rest, we need to know what it is to uh, be meek and lowly in heart. Like I had said, I think in the beginning there, as far as, uh, you know, if we are at the bottom, uh, we can't go any lower. And there's another aspect where the grace of God flows to the lowest, lowest uh, you know, like water flows to the lowest spot, so the grace of God flows to the humble heart. We know it, it works that way. So if you're not experiencing the grace of God, is it because you're not humble? If it's hit and miss, maybe it's because you have failed to to take this thing serious about being yoked with Jesus and learning of Him. The beautiful thing. Just to ponder the life of Christ. When he was reviled, he reviled not. How's that verse go in Peter? When he was reviled, he reviled not again, but committed himself to the one who judges righteously or something like that. Are we at that place? Are we humble? Are we meek and lowly in heart? God wants us, Jesus wants us to learn of Him. You know, there's one thing that I, and I I think I would have mentioned this before already, there's one thing about the Christian life, and it's one of those things where it's a little bit like, uh, uh, I don't like to have an engine that doesn't work. You know, it works one time and then it doesn't, and the next time it does, and the next time it doesn't. It's not a reliable engine. How is our Christian life? How is our Christian walk? Is it like that? Jesus wants, God is looking for an engine that works, that purrs along all the time like this, 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 this horse that just is, is, is just at it. And He's, if I can, a horse doesn't sing, but He's just singing away and He's praising His God that He can work for Jesus. The other one is beside him. Like I said earlier, you know, they're looking around and we're trying to see what we have missed and what, what we are missing. Oh, let's just put that all aside. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Let us look to Jesus. Let's learn of Him. <clears throat> well, I'd like for us to go to Matthew chapter 20. I'd like to look at something here this morning. Matthew chapter 20, starting at verse 22 to 28. But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Uh, I should maybe, let's go to verse 20. Uh, Matthew chapter 20, 20. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What? Wilt thou, she said unto him, grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on the right hand and the other on the left, in thy kingdom? 
But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I, would, that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. And he said unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But Jesus called them unto him and, he, and said, Ye know that the princes and Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. What was going on here? What was going on here? With these two... They were wanting a position. They were wanting a place of up there on the ladder, if you will. Is that, does that relate to Jesus? What we read about where it, we are to learn of Him. He is meek and lowly in heart. Well, they wanted, apparently they wanted to have a prominent place in glory. If I can say it that way. But what did Jesus say? He said, you know, verse 25, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them and they that are great exercise authority upon them. You know, that's what the Gentiles do. They, they want to sit in the high place. They want to tell others what to do and they want to be hand fed and they want to be, have everything given to them. That's the Gentile world. The whole thing, of, he says there, the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. They that are great exercise authority upon them. But this is what I like. This, this verse 26 here, he says, but it shall not be so among you. That's not part of my kingdom. That's not what my kingdom is about. It shall not be so among you. So how shall it be? If it's not to be like that, then how shall it be? We don't operate like the, they do in the White House. That's part of the kingdom of this world. That's what the Gentiles do. Jesus says, It shall not be so among you, but whosoever would truly be great among you, let him be your minister. And I probably should have looked into that word minister. But I think we'll get the point. We keep going here. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, even as, this is Jesus, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Do you see the difference? The one is part of the kingdom of this world, and the other one is the part of the kingdom of God. The one is where we want to tell people what to do and what not to do. And we want to, we want to be sitting on a, on a throne and, and having them feed us and take care of us and, 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 and all that type of thing. That's part of the Gentile world. It shall not be so among you. So how shall it be? Well, Jesus uses his own 
Can I say testimony example? Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. In short, he came to give. The kingdom of this world is more what, what can I get out of you, Ray? How can I get, how can I get more out of you? <clears throat> That's part of the kingdom of this world. <clears throat> the kingdom of God is over here, and Jesus uses his own testimony or example, however you want to say it there. He says, He came from heaven. The glories of heaven, where everything is perfect, harmony, everything is beautiful. There's peace, there's fellowship, there's, there's, there's worship, there's praise. And he came down to this sin-cursed world. And it says in John, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But Jesus came to minister. He came to give. 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 He came to give of His life. He came to give of Himself. And then the very end, what did He do? He laid down His life. Now I know we can, I can say that and somehow we can just kind of, you know, well, I heard that before. But do we really get it? Do I really get it? Do I get the heart of what Jesus is saying here? The one is a part of the kingdom of the world, this world, and the other one is a part of the kingdom of God. We're here for each other. Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, to give, to serve. When there was something to do, He did it. And in the very end, what did He do? He laid down His very life for each and every one of us. That's in the kingdom of God. That's how we are to be, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> so this week, as you think of this, this yoke, don't get so carried away in how much maybe uh, fuel, how much, how much you're going to get plowed this week, and you can put many things in there. I'm going to read so much this week, or whatever you can put in there. But make sure, while, what, while you're plowing, Jesus says, learn of me. Watch me. Do how I do. And we should, use, we should bring some examples out. I mean, we can just, uh, in Acts it says, what did Jesus do? It says that he went about doing good. Do you see the contrast between the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God? Vernon, this thing of the kingdom of this world wants to fast for a little bit from selfishness and then they get back into it. The kingdom of this world fasts and it's a, what is it, a lifelong fast from selfishness? We die to it. We are dead. Even so, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Just simply a life that is surrendered, that is sold out to the Lord Jesus and who willingly, 
gets into the uh, 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 takes the yoke upon its, uh, itself and, 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 and gets in there and, and walks with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. Let's walk with Jesus this week. <clears throat> Let's go to Romans yet. I'd just like to look at another thing here. <clears throat> this thing of... Uh, <clears throat> I have zeroed in on this whole thing of dying with Christ. And i just like to look here in Romans 6. It's... it's it talks about three things. It says, knowing, uh, reckon, and yield. <clears throat> Do we know that we have died with Christ? Do we know that we've become a child of God in a sense that the old man is, 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 is dead? And, and then when, uh, uh, and then when uh, a temptation comes, and then we reckon that it is so, and we don't go there, we don't give into that, we don't go into that, it shall not be so among you. We're part of this kingdom. I am a child of God, and I will not go there. I reckon myself to be dead to that. These hands are for the Lord Jesus. I will plow for Him. I will no more plow for you. We need to know. We need to have a clear understanding. We need to know the position that we have in Christ Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing. But if you are going back and forth and you don't know where you stand, I pity you. And I believe sometimes, and I'm not, okay, maybe I should say I pity myself because I think sometimes I find myself in that I need to start thinking right again. I'm over here. I'm a child. God, I love you, Lord. Yes, the, the, the arrows come, the temptations come, the, uh, there's a war zone. But oh, my brothers and sisters, we have a foundation. We have a security in Christ. And we have a God who is there to take us through the thick and the thin when we are walking with Him, when we're yoked with Him. Don't get out of the yoke. Well, so here we have knowing, reckon, and yield. So I'd like to just uh, uh, touch a little bit on that thing of yield. Where, okay, so we don't go there. So now we yield our... Maybe I should look at it this way. Now we yield ourselves to God. Lord, I am Yours. I will not defile myself. Or I will not entertain those thoughts. Or I will not give in to this thing or that thing. Lord, I am Yours. And there's a faith. Brother Darrell, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Faith must be there. Knowing, reckoning, and yield. That's a beautiful passage there in Romans chapter 6. Knowing, maybe I'll just read verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he, verse 7, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Are you dead to sin this morning? Or is sin alive to you? Is it alive or is it dead? Well, you need to know how, you need to know and you need to reckon and you need to yield. Uh, your, your, yourself to God. <clears throat> it says here in uh, this whole aspect of yielding, you know, we can yield our members as instruments of righteousness or unrighteousness. So we have a choice to make. We can either, either we can, uh, either we can uh, uh, <clears throat> yield to God or we can yield to the temptation, if you will. We have a choice. 
We have a choice. <clears throat> Going back to the opening there, that, uh, <clears throat> yeah, walking with Jesus. Well, I guess the bottom line here is, or how should I say, I'd like to uh, just point out one thing more uh, as we're looking at this uh, Matthew here. Uh, <clears throat> Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What needs to happen so that we can experience more and more of the meekness and the lowliness of Jesus in our lives? And in one sense, David said it this morning in the opening about brokenness. We need to be broken. We need to be broken. Have you ever prayed a prayer that you were afraid that God would answer? Sometimes we say we pray prayers and God is not answering. But have you ever prayed a prayer that you didn't want God to answer? Maybe you were scared that what He would do. Well, I believe God is a merciful God and God is a loving God and He will not just you know, be radical. But I believe it is good to pray. If we want to be yoked with Jesus and if we want to know what brokenness is all about, I believe it's a good prayer to pray. Say, Lord, I know I'm not where I need to be. I know I don't have the rest that I see, that I read, and even just what we heard this morning. It says here, learn of me. It's not like we just have it just like that, even though in a sense, when we allow God to, to break us, and, and there is a sense where that rest is there, but it's also, uh, there's something here of learning of Jesus, of His meekness, of His lowliness. <clears throat> so pray, Lord, I will allow You to do whatever You need to do to break me. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Don't pray it if you're not serious. Don't pray it if you just want to have some uh, candy or whatever. But if you're serious and you love Jesus and you find yourself maybe, you know, in this, in this and, uh, and there's a sense where we're going to be in this battlefield, but maybe where it's almost there's too much confusion or whatever. It's probably because there's too much unbrokenness and this self wants to, wants to come over here. You know, and, and, and have some of this over here. Well, we need to say, Lord, break me. Deliver me. Set me free. How does it say in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. You know, we would like the Christian life to be where uh, we get saved and it's a roller coaster, but it doesn't work that way. There is, we, we, there is things for us to do, and it's not this thing of where we pull ourselves up on our bootstraps, but I believe it's more right here. Learning of Jesus. Learning of Him. And as we learn of Him, we learn understand, we understand how His kingdom, how He works in His kingdom. All of a sudden, things start falling in place. <clears throat> this promise that he gives, 
Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lonely in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. Is it not the reason we don't have rest in our homes and our churches? At times, is it not because a lack of brokenness? A lack of not being meek and lowly in heart. And so, you know, so when I say that, we are, we need to all take responsibility. We all need to take responsibility. Ezra, you can't sit back in the corner and say, no. Brendan, you can't do either. We're into this thing together. We want to make it to glory. And we want as many as, as see the life that is in Christ, as many as desire that, that they can make it too. Come. Jesus says, come. If you're here this morning and you're heavy laden, Jesus says, come unto me. I will give you rest. He says to us who are a Christian, He says, come and take my yoke. Take take the the yoke, you know, this collar that I used to, I harnessed up many horses and mules in my time in, on, when I was growing from probably 12, I don't know, 10 to, to 14, 16 or whatever. I took many of those collars off, off the hook and I put them on the horse. May we go every morning, if you will, uh, and, and get, put that collar on and yoke ourselves with Christ and say, Lord, here I am. I want to walk with you today. I want to learn of you today. I want to be broken. I want to know what it is to truly to be meek and lowly in heart. And the result will be rest to our souls. It will bring rest. Brothers and sisters, it will bring rest. I don't know if I should say this or not, but uh, there's something that... uh, um, uh, Provia, the, the, the former, uh, the owner, the, the one that, uh, where I get windows and doors from, uh, I can't think of his name now, but uh, <clears throat> they had a uh, uh, video clip of him, somebody was interviewing him, and he brought something out there that, that stuck with me, and I think it kind of links with what I'm saying here. Sometimes our focus is wrong. And he said the way he built, and he, and, and he built a, 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 there's a, however you want to say it, a, he built a, 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 a business. He built a business. But he said what he said, and he didn't say that, but I'm just saying that. Uh, <clears throat> but what he said, what they, the foundation they went off of was that uh, Jesus is the light of the world and that we are here to serve, in, in more, putting in my own words, we're here to serve others. <clears throat> and he said, the, the focus was not on, on making a profit. The focus was on serving. And there is companies that focus on profit and they forget to focus on service. And guess what happens? They belly up. <clears throat> Some of them. <clears throat> because people, you know, if they, they're so concerned about their... But anyways, he said, this is what he said. I guess this was his experience. He said, when you, when you more are there to serve, 
others, you're there to serve them, there will be a profit. But that's not the focus. The focus is not profit. You see, we selfish human beings, we zero in on the profit. What can I get? What can I make out of this? That's part of the kingdom of this world. The kingdom of God is we're here to serve. We're here to give. We're here to help. What can I do? And it puts the whole business on a different foundation. And I have to say, the, the sales rep that I have, and now he quit on me, and I, I didn't meet the new one yet, but uh, uh, <clears throat> I have to say somehow, I'm not sure how long, uh, uh, <clears throat> I can't even think of his name, <laughs> Bob, yeah, Bob Dishman. But I, it, somehow, you know, it seemed like he got, he sat, if you will, at that man's table and got some, at least maybe more than some of his crumbs. But we would go out to jobs and he would just say, I'm here to serve. And that, that touched me different times. It's like I'm thinking, well, I've got to get to this next job and I got there. But he said, I'm here to help the customer. What can I do for you? It puts it all together different plane. It puts it over here, does it not? Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we love you. We worship you. We praise you. Oh, God, I pray, help us to be like Jesus. Lord, deliver us from our own selfish ways, God. Oh, Father, help us to put off the old man in his deeds and put on the new man. Oh, God, help us to see that we're crucified with Christ and, and that we don't live for ourselves, but, God, that we live for you and that there's a faith that is alive and, and that we're connecting with you and that a Christian life is real. Oh, God, I pray, pour out your Spirit upon us, Lord. Deliver us, God, and help us to understand your ways, Lord. Oh, God, I pray, help me to understand your ways more perfectly. God, I pray, Lord, Father, we know the children of Israel God, they, they did not enter into rest because they did not know your ways. You agree with that generation, Hebrews says, because they have not known my ways. And I pray, oh God, Father, we want, you want our Christian life to work. You're, you, you haven't uh, orchestrated this whole thing of Jesus coming into this world and dying on the cross and giving his life and only to make us miserable. That's not what he died for. He died so that we could be free. He died so that we could serve. He died so that we can get some, uh, some uh, uh, field plowed. God, oh Lord, I pray. Father, have your way in our hearts and our lives and help us, God, to be real and honest, even as we heard in the opening, Lord, to be transparent, God, not to hide anything, Lord. Oh, Father, that's part of the kingdom of this world. God, they don't want to come out into the light because they love their, their dark things. They love their, they do what they're doing. But I pray, oh, God, help us all here today, oh, Father, to, to walk in the light, to stay in the light and to love you and to love each other as you have commanded us. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Thank you, Lord. We love you and we praise you. I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I turn it over to Larry.